Yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the labradoodle to my pit bull, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say the Great Dane to us all, oh. Nate Laux. That's a good one. Who let the dogs okay. out? No, yeah. no, that was your no. that was your cue to go wink, Shaggy. Okay, no. it, it's Scooby Dooby Dooby. No, it's Scooby. He's a Marma. Yeah. Marma whatever. Yeah. No, Marmaduke is a Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Scooby a Great Dane? Yeah. yeah. Is he really? Of course yes. he's a great Dane. He has don't, do, do, don't of course me. I'm sorry. That's don't like, shame that is me that's that like is on my podcast. All right? And the, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let's just go back to the fact that Wait, Ben, no, no. ben called Scooby-Doo a Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Marmaduke. Is, is Marmaduke? No, he's a Great Dane. No, he's a Great Dane. He's a Snoopy. Marmaduke is a Great Dane, but that's... That's but what I was doing. That's not like, the, the breed of the dog. No, but I was saying Scooby is also like Marmaduke. Like, they're both great. Dangers. He's a Snoopy. <laughs> that's what I was doing. He's a Snoopy. Uh, the fourth voice you're hearing <laughs> is our poodle to the podcast. It's Cameron Jones. Hey. Good. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm dancing. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a poodle would do. <laughs> yeah, actually, poodles do dance. Uh, guys, it's a movie podcast. With that we did, we talk about movies. Yeah, we talk, is talk about what the, the yeah. last movies we saw. We, we assign movies to each other. We talk about some some recent trailers, have some fun. Uh, have some some laughs. Nope, no laughs. No laughter. Today. No laughter today. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Maybe I should leave then. No, you'll fit in fine. <laughs> Great. Trust me, <laughs> you'll be good. <laughs> Brad, I'll, I'll ask one question. Yeah. Did you bring a sponsor? You know, of course I did. Of course, and it's the holiday season. It's not really though. It is. We're it's the holiday season. Duck, and don't forget to put on some socks. What? At twelve o'clock. Ben. Yes, I'm right here. How do you feel about something salty and sweet? In the holiday stuff? Just in general. You uh, like, yeah, sure. You, you like salty and sweet flavors? Isn't that why you like Brad and I? Salty and sweet? Yeah. yeah. Surly and sweet. Yeah. Do you like salty and yes. sweet? Yes. Yes. You like you like dipping salty things in chocolate? <sighs> Not really. How about you, Nate? Oh, um, I went to a fondue place. The other oh, my day. God. Oh, that sounds fantastic. What, was it the melting pot? Yes. The melting pot is fantastic. Isn't it so good? Yeah. So, and I got to dip some things into some delicious chocolate there. Yeah. So. Of course. Well, I have some delicious things dipped in chocolate today. Mm. Uh, they are Lay's Sweet and Salty Dipped Clusters. What? These are, are crushed up potato chip pieces that have a little oh. bit a little bit of chocolate dipping and oh. holiday sprinkles on them. They just so they use the, the factory runoffs of like the chips that broke. No, no, so it's even better than that. They had somebody chew up potato chips. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> it is. Here, give, give them a try. And mama birded them. Mama, mama, mama birded them. Mama birded them into chocolate. Into chocolate. And then yeah, give them give them a little taste. Wait, do they have peppermint or anything on them? No. Oh, it's uh, just it's I just like it's, it's milk chocolate with crushed up potato chip pieces right. and, and holiday sprinkles. I don't want to chew right into the microphone. Oh, please do. Yeah, people love That's chewing. That's my favorite part of the podcast. Bailey is a uh, peanut gallery Not today. She's sitting talk. over here. She's going to try one as well. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. So these are, these are for our listeners, these nope. are like uh, little like chip balls. Oh. Yeah. They're not, they don't look like potato chips. It's, it's like somebody left out chocolate on the counter and spilled potato chip grease into it. <laughs> that's what it tastes like. Oh, that's I like um. So I I like chocolate covered potato chips. I didn't think I would when I had them because like, nope. I was like that sounded weird. But I tried them and they're delicious. No, and I think these are pretty good. Greasy chocolate. Nate, not for you. I, I like salty and sweet, but no, this was this was a swing and a miss. This is not very good. That's fair. Okay. Wait, 
it's fair when he says it, but when I say it, you're like, I've got a kind of an evolved Gam- opinion. Yeah, on and, and, he, and he says it in a way where like it doesn't sound like it's uh, bad. I, w- I wasn't judging Brad for trying. Yeah, this. you just you just go, nope. Uh, I'm gonna take a dump on the snack. That's what it sounds like they did, <laughs> and then I ate it. Cam, yeah. what do you think? Uh, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You should see Cam's look on his because your fine. face doesn't say it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you don't you don't like it. No. They're not. <laughs> I will say I don't think they're as good as like chocolate covered potato chips. In Are general. you sponsored by Lay's? Did you not want to say anything bad against the parent company? That's kind of what it felt like. It's fine. It's not my favorite. I'm not you're coming say down his eye. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, if, like, so yeah. Like, so if you if you're if you're out there uh, looking for some snacks for the holidays, uh, get avoid some this sweet and salty dipped clusters. Hey, do these uh, do these snacks? And again, follow Brad's junk on Instagram, and you can probably see some more of this stuff. But. Uh, do they have other flavors of this? No, no, this is this this is the first time these have ever come out. Oh, good. First time they've ever done this. So, and it's the last. Yes, it could Hopefully. be. There's, oftentimes, new holiday snacks, new like uh, different season style snacks, they come out for like a little bit, see how they do. Sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. It's like, oh, hey, do you want to take the burnt edges of the potato chip and then put it in the grease fat and then run some <laughs> shitty chocolate over it? Yeah, Lay's. Yeah, yum. Yum it's, Brands presents. It's literally yeah. like they had the leftover crumbs from other bags, mm-hmm. and then they just put it into a bag and then just dipped it in chocolate, and, and then they sold it to make extra money. And who's to say that's not the best idea? Me, right now. <laughs> yeah, but you you drink warm Diet Coke, caffeine free, with warm Jack Daniels. Because I'm hey, educated. that's a secret of this podcast. You don't let out, okay? <laughs> What did you say to me? <laughs> so yeah, so uh, go out, go out there and find some sweet and salty potato chip clusters. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, and walk right past them. Find, <laughs> them, find them and walk find right them. past. And make a point that you're doing it. I'm not buying those. Yeah. Take your, a picture and post it on our Facebook, and then tell walk your friends. Past them. Cam, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? Uh, I saw RRR. I oh. heard it was terrible. <laughs> First that of is all, wrong. Very wrong. Tell tell the folks what RRR is. Uh, so RRR is uh, this Indian movie that came out earlier this year, uh, and it's become a global uh, sensation. It's directed by uh, SS Rajamouli, and it is uh, it's in the Telugu language. About it is did you, did you, what is it? Telugu, isn't that right? And I don't know. That's yeah. a funny word. I'll be sure to tell the people of India. <laughs> I, I, how do you even spell that? I've never even like it. Just came out of your mouth. T e l u g u. Yeah, I don't know how to press that either. Okay, I, I, you, I, did I, it, you did it better. Than anyway, I uh, this it's this huge action uh, epic movie about these uh, two characters. They're based on actual um, like people, but the story itself is is not true. They're based on these two real freedom fighters, um, but this is a fictionalized story involving them becoming uh, friends, uh, but then also being at odds with each other. And uh, it's just it's hard to describe this movie uh, without like just. It's very Mel- overwhelming. Melting your mind. That's like, for sure. There's a there's a lot going on in this movie, but it is, it's like if you you had an Indian filmmaker who embodied the traits of uh, Baz Luhrmann, Michael Bay, and Edgar Wright. Jesus Christ! Oh my word! Yeah, <laughs> not kidding. The, the, the not a- kidding. The action so in, good. In, is over the top. There are there are uh, song and dance sequences. There's like legit romance. There's like this cr- great incredible friendship. And you said it was about three hours long. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it, and yeah. it, it doesn't and feel. And it is never boring. It's not never. About, it's over three hours. Yeah. It's, it's 182 it's, minutes. It was Whoa. never boring. That's two it, minutes over. And and, oh, and and so good. And that's the credits. Hey, when I said over. Is 182 minutes over three hours? Yeah, but you made it sound like, oh, it's over three hours. <laughs> it well, is over three hours. Anyway, stop. Um, it. But this, this, yeah. So this movie, 
like I, 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 everyone's been talking about this movie. I waited to see it. It's been on Netflix for a long time now, but I had heard that the dub on Netflix, which is uh, in in Hindi, uh, was not as good as seeing it with the actual uh, Telugu di- um, dialogue track. And having gone to see what it looks like on Netflix now, I can see like that it's infinitely better, especially for the the best and catchiest musical sequence in the yeah. movie. The song is just better seeing the theatrical version. Um, so but it, it is on and Netflix. Sorry, it, it is, is dubbed on, over. In yeah, English. It's, yeah, so you can watch the. It's dubbed in in Hindi, or they're, they're, they have a new English dub that's out now. There's also a Brazilian one, I think, and maybe one more. Can we talk about that? Do you guys like dubbed, or do you prefer to read no, subtitles? I, I would prefer to read subtitles. Same. I would rather Same. see the original audio set with subtitles. Yeah, uh, because for some reason, even though even though it doesn't make any sense because I don't speak the language, watching the dialogue sync up with their lips. Yep. Yeah. You know, that will not yep. take me out of the movie, whereas dubbing over is just, it takes me out immediately. When my surround sound is like a, a, a millisecond off, sure, yeah. it just drives me yeah. crazy, even in English. So I can't, I can't uh, and stand. For, for somebody who cannot tell the difference on motion smoothing and not, like Brad gets mad at me because I, I, I'm dumb. I can't tell. No, you're I can, not dumb. I, can you're not dumb. I can't tell either. Tell, he though, did the same audio. thing to my television, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. Commandeered it. This, this movie is was uh better than i had anticipated i kept hearing people talk about how good it was and i kind of avoided really seeing much about it. i knew like the rough idea of what it was and like the the vibe of the movie um but like man this was one of the best theatrical experiences i have ever had in my entire life the, the crowd was Easy. amazing it was clapping so cheering booing at the villains like it just made it so much fun clapping during the songs just an incredible experience and you guys honestly even though it's three hours long you guys will love this movie. Like I, I know your action sensibilities, Ben and Nate. I know you love the romance, comedy, yeah, music, music, romance, all this stuff. Music. You will, you guys will both fall in love with. This yes, movie. absolutely. Also, Nate, it's a Christmas movie. That's not true. That's so, but <laughs> I, I saw it. that they they've announced they're remaking it in English with Chris Pratt and Nicholas Cage. He's that's not true. That's He's not just, true. Oh, is that going to be <laughs> no? Just it's, as it's good. It's Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt. They're doing a double. Yeah, is that going to be just as good? Double no? impact thing, like John Claude Van Damme. Stop it! You with your mustache making problems. Oh man. All right, so hey, Cam- it's me, Cam- Mario. Now, Cameron, you you went to this being a little bit more in the dark, right? Yes. So, um, I actually brought it up to Brad that uh, sometime last year, I actually saw the trailer to this, like a thirty second clip, one time, and I'm like, this movie looks crazy, it looks ridiculous, and then I didn't see or hear about it ever again. And then Brad brought it on my radar, and I was like, yeah, I'll go see it. Didn't hear anything about it, and then he we were talking about it in the car, and I said, yeah, I saw this movie sounds familiar from a trailer i saw sometime last year and he goes this might be that movie i saw the scene in the movie and i'm like yeah this is that movie i can't believe it it was but it was fantastic i love it was it was great yeah it was great i was laughing hysterically it was meaningful it was touching it was awesome and i would say honestly because you're probably not going to get a chance to see it in theaters again like it's it already had it's like primary theatrical run back in like april or something like that and it was it was getting a lot of attention and I had missed it, and I missed when they did like an encore screening for like for like a, a little bit after. So what's this? What was this screening? Then? This one they just they just had a special screening with at Music Box Theater in Chicago, and the, the direct, director was director there. was there for a Q and A. Nice, yeah. So yeah, so it was, everyone was so pumped. I'm so, so glad he was there too S-S because S directed R R R. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I'm so glad he was there because he got to see how I mean the crowd reacted like crazy. Yeah. I actually talked with two. Uh, uh, of the audience members who have seen it seven times in theaters. So it's one of those movies. Yeah, okay. seven times in theaters. And, like, and apparently they've like yeah, they're, and they're seeing it at like like bootleg screens too, where they yeah. don't, they don't even have English subtitles or anything like that. Yeah. It's just the, the regular. Brad, did audio you clap and, at the end? 
Oh, I clapped one hundred percent. Tons, tons of times. So you didn't make fun of it. I clapped because the director clapped, was actually there. I clapped spontaneously like yeah. five or six times during the movie because shit was like, oh my god, this it, is amazing. Brad, Brad doesn't like when I clap at the end of the films. He's like, it's not like the director's here. Do you clap when a plane lands too? No. Oh, gosh. oh thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Sometimes actually, after like a really rough landing. Uh-huh. You, you do clap. That's the time it's worth it. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if, okay. if, if there's real bad turbulence like, just before the landing, skill, or like it's it real shaky, yeah, then you're like, okay, okay, okay. No, 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 That was a skill to <laughs> land this plane. And you know, they can't hear you. They are the pilots, just right up there in that little thin door that I've tried to get through three or four times. It make me feel good. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, if I since you guys probably aren't going to be able to see in theater, I would recommend watching it on Netflix. On my phone. It's just yeah, it's it is a lot of fun. It's it's such a such a cool movie. All right, well, uh, uh, Brad, is that the last film that you saw before uh, we get into what you were supposed to see? No, it's not. The last movie I saw was the movie that I was supposed okay, to see. Okay, so what, what's the movie that you saw? I watched RRR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I watched The Hunted, uh, which is a movie that came out in 2003 that Ben assigned to me because uh, he just keeps wanting to punish me, I guess. This is a good movie. No, no, this was actually a really good movie. Uh, it's directed by William Friedkin, of all people, uh, who directed... The uh, famous French Connection. Uh, very. Why'd good. you say it like that? I know, I, <laughs> the French famous connection. French Connection, and uh, it is. Uh, this is a great movie. I was surprised by how good it was because it's a breezy hour and a half, and it. I was like forty-five minutes into the movie and didn't even realize it. It moves fast. It's it a fast puts, pace. It puts you right in the middle of it. Um, it's almost kind of like a, a spiritual sequel to The Fugitive a in a bit. way. Give, uh, uh, give the people a, a, a taste of what it is. So basically, uh, the, the idea is that Benicio del Toro is this uh, like special for- forces soldier uh, who did some pretty gnarly shit in Kosovo uh, when there was a, a skirmish uh, happening there. Was it a full-on war in Kosovo? I don't I remember. Nate? I feel like you would know something like that. I mean, y- y- there was a war in Kosovo. Our we were our, our, our part of it. Was, our involvement yeah. was certainly Support. involved, but yeah. we weren't. We so, don't consider it a war. So Benicio del Toro is like this guy who who fought over there, did some gnarly shit, and now he's kind of uh, lost his mind, and he's started uh, taking down people who he feels like deserves it, like hunters who are kind of hunting uh, unethically, uh, using like sniper grade rifles and things like that. And Tommy Lee Jones plays the guy who trained him and his entire regime. And so uh, he's this very skilled people person who can like track down, you know, uh, animals, people, that kind of thing. And obviously he's deadly because he trained Benicio Del Toro's character and a bunch of other people. So the FBI comes to Tommy Lee Jones and asks him to help track down Benicio Del Toro because he's been killing people. And the entire movie is this uh, chase of them trying to get Benicio Del Toro. And he is... Uh, skilled and efficient and like always like on the verge of uh, escaping and everything. And there are, I was so caught off guard by how little dialogue there is in this movie. Like the chase sequences go on for a while and it's just like, but they're not, they're not like boring. No, not at all. And they're, and they're very realistic too. The way that it's shot is just incredible. And, uh, I looked at the, I just looked at the, uh, the cover, like the poster, you know, it's a poster. I probably wouldn't want to see the film on. It just seems like a, a typical, Action, yeah, chase it's got, type it's got of, serious Tommy Lee Jones face, serious yeah, exactly. Benicio del Toro face, uh, and there's a forest. And the and the Rotten Tomato <laughs> score is is twenty nine percent, and so I wouldn't want to. Oh, see is it this. really? Yeah. Wow. But but again, though, I I I think what you're saying. No, is true. I, th- I kind of want to see this. Really now. good. Yeah, I don't understand why people didn't like it. Maybe too generic. I mean, I mean, I think that it's one of those. Is it a it story out, ever been told before? When it's it's feel like is it? That's what I mean. No, I mean it's pretty basic. It's 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 paint by numbers, but as as far as like the script. But it's it's really taught, and it's yeah. it's a very very well told story. 
What what, um, what are some of the negative reviews say, Nate? Can you I think there? it's one of those that came out, got shit on, and then found an audience later. And so then people it says many it. reviewers noted striking similarities to First Blood, with which this film was unfavorably compared. Rolling Stone called it just a Rambo rehash. <sighs> While there was some praise for the cinematography and the action scenes, much criticism was directed at the thin plot and characterization and generally implausibility. Rex Reed of the New York Observer called it a ludicrous, plotless, ho-hum tale of lurid confrontation. Well, Rex Reed's a chauvinist pig. The so. U- UK magazine Total Films <laughs> said the film was scarcely exciting to watch. Well, and the UK isn't even a real country, so. I don't acknowledge it. Yeah, but after Brexit. Yeah, I mean, we fought for independence from them because they suck. Yeah, so. you're going to tell me you made, you made the decision on Brexit and you're going to tell me that you know how to review movies? You go fuck yourself. He, here's, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> the, here's one for you, though. Roger Ebert, who I, yeah. I did love, said, uh, we've, been so, we've seen so many fancy high-tech computer-assisted fight scenes in recent movies that we assume the fighters can fly. Obviously, this is, I think, 2004, 2005. So, yeah, is that right? 2003. Um, they live in a world of gravity-free speed-up, not so much with Friedkin's, Friedkin's characters. So he revealed, reviewed the film on his own site and reviewed it as three and a half out of four stars. He actually really liked no, it. No, actually, so, you know what? That's pretty you good. Know what? And I respect Ebert for that. And honestly... Roger what? Ebert is a delight. The action, the action in this movie, <laughs> he did. that was one of the things that was so refreshing about it, I think, is that uh, a movie like this, if it were made today, you would have a lot more clear like stuff that felt like stunt work or that they needed special effects assistance, but everything feels practical. It's yeah. like, it, it, it feels like it's actually happening. It's, le- it's legit. No- nothing feels over the top to the point where you're like, oh, there's no way that. Yeah, happened. yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah I, so I liked it a lot. Good, good job, Ben. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Nate, what'd you watch? So I was assigned Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, this was released in 2004, written by Charlie Kaufman, who also wrote Adaption, being John Malkovich. Adaptation. Sorry, Adaptation. Sorry, I wrote that wrong. Being John Malkovich um, and others. So this is a young Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, who Kate Winslet is kind of playing. There, there was a character in this era of film that was kind of like a, a pixie character. Yeah, she, right? yeah, she, like, she kind of fits into the manic pixie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, kind of, I felt I, very. Her character was very familiar in this era of film. Yeah. In this era of film, right? So you have Garden State. You got. It's just kind of darkly depressing look at our reality a like little. Ghost bit. World. No. No, well, kind of. Yeah, actually. No, kind of, yeah. May- oh, maybe. He's not I wrong. No, I didn't see Ghost World, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you made a judgment call, and you just say, I'm assuming Ben's no, wrong. No. I, I still think. Wow. No, here's the thing is, every time you say Ghost World, I still think it's, uh, what, what's the Ghost film? ship? Yes. <laughs> I did. With like, Julian Amaro. No, yeah, not Ghost, ghost Ship. <laughs> with one of the best opening scenes ever. So, okay, there's a, a lot of reasons. I Let me say this. I love this film. It was very, it was very good. It was it duly... You know, highly rated. It was, I could see why. Um, I didn't see this film at the time. It was 2004. I was in the throes of finishing college, stuff like that. And it kind of looked depressing to me, quite frankly. And I was not in a state of mind to, to watch depressing movies. Um, but I, one of my favorite co- classes, I was a philosophy major in college. One of my favorite classes. What are was, you doing with that now? Uh, I. Uh, He's a pastor. I, oh, yeah. I'm a pastor and I help fucking poor idiot. people. <laughs> No, I, so, <laughs> so cool, cool joke setup, Ben. Oh, just real quick. <laughs> no, no, no. When, when you were when you were when you came home, yeah, you, like, no, you you know this, you don't go, you? Dad, yeah. Guess what? I'm going to be a philosophy major. Yeah, I mean, just just walk me through the ten seconds of what that was like. So, for those that don't know, he my broke da- a concrete my, block with his fist. <laughs> my dad's kind of like this bodybuilder construction guy that you know uh, didn't go to college. Like, uh, built his own very like, blue collar, yeah, but, but, but but super successful. Very successful, but like loves socks, but not when, Socrates. And I was I was the one that was supposed to take over the <laughs> concrete business that he ran and things like that, and I didn't. 
and I went to college to become a philosophy major and theology major. And uh, yeah, no, there there was a lot of um, so 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 questions about like, so what do you do with that, son? Right. Uh, you know, is that like sounds like my that, dad? Like you work in a factory, like afterwards, yeah. and then you preach on you the know? weekends. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what do you do? So um, anyway, I didn't mean to go. It was it was definitely a conversation that that's fine. You can major in that, but you major in something else too. Um, so what, one of my Concrete. favorite classes in college was epistemology. And epistemology is the study of how of knowledge, essentially. How do you build knowledge? How do you how do you know that you are not in some your brain's not in some vat somewhere being stimulated by some kind of scientist and this reality isn't real? Um so and, prove you're not the matrix. Wow. Yeah. How, how do you prove it? How do you know that this existence is actually I, I mean, I think therefore I am. Which is an epistemic statement, right? Thank you. Um yes. And so what I loved about this is it kind of it hit Are around. Are you sure it, this is a movie podcast? <laughs> it, it hit hit at some of these questions about existence and whether or not we want to know certain things, right? So the whole idea is that there's a bad breakup, and anybody that's had a bad breakup, you go through um, this weird dichotomy of I have these great memories with this person that I truly loved. But was it worth the pain that I had to go through now, yeah. right? And yeah. would you exchange all of the good stuff um, that you had to get rid of the pain that you're going through now, right? So what what would you re- prefer in in that film? And, and it's been I saw it when it came out, but I yep. don't remember. Is it? I'd rewatch it. It's 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 really good. Is it that the the deal is he can erase all of the so memories? there so there there's a service. It's a very it's like it's it's set up as this very basic like service as if you were like going to the dentist or something, yep. yeah, where you can have the memory of somebody or something removed from your mind entirely. It's, but it's got to be in, all or nothing, right? Yeah. Okay. And so and so he he finds out that Kate Winslet has had him erased from her memory and so then he decides to do it himself gotcha. and you watch their relationship unfold in reverse gotcha. as the memories are erased. Yeah. Gotcha. So so it's giving you little pieces of the puzzle honestly throughout the film and it's showing you a little bit about, you know, so immediately you start getting this kind of picture of, oh, wait a second. They were in love at one point, right? And they have these memories. Well, why aren't they still in love? You start asking, right? Why, what happened? And then you start getting to, to these pictures about, okay, that's why they're not in love anymore. That's why they don't work, these kind yeah. of things. Yet there's something about the film, and Charlie Coffin does a great job painting this picture of, even though they are seem to be volatile, or even though they, they you still want them to be together somehow, right? Yeah. You still want yeah. them to love each other, um, even though they're not good at it. Um, but it asks these broader questions. It, it's it is a very philosophical film, so it asks these broader questions of what what would you do to take away some of the most painful moments of your life, right? Um, would you go to the level of saying um, I don't I don't want to actually have those, which means you don't actually have those things. Uh, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Conan O'Brien and Stephen Colbert, and uh, Colbert obviously his father and his two brothers died in a when he was young. I think in a plane crash, honestly. And he talks, no, it's with Anderson Cooper um, and uh, Stephen Colbert. And he talks about this, you know, he's like, I- I've learned to be grateful even for that painful thing because without those moments, um, I am not who I am today. And I, I am, I'm grateful for the moments I have today. And some of those are a byproduct of that pain. And, and so it, it's this broader question again of, what would you what would you do is it better to not live without pain or is it better to have pain and figure out a way through it you know, um, that the old adage of you know if every day was a sunny day and you never had a cloud in the sky you know you would 
habituate to that, and then you would not, you would, you know, even if it was 68 degrees instead of 69 degrees, you'd be mad, right? Yep. So don't you need an actual storm cloud to yep. happen so that you can appreciate it? And we tend to learn the most about ourselves and about the world through some of the worst moments of our lives, right? We do. Those are the moments where we learn a lot. Not that we want to relive them, not that we're necessarily even grateful for them, but they, they do tend to have these... Uh, really important formation. They, they inform moments. the rest yep. of your existence. So again, f- great film, but at the end, you know, again, spoiler, you know, you you kind of, it's almost like the film in a way starts over, right? Well, um, that's exactly what it is because yeah. it's and it's it, it's kind of a twist. It's not really, yep. but like the movie begins and you think you're seeing this relationship from the beginning, uh, but it's actually the second time that they've met after erasing yep. each other, and that that's that's one of my favorite parts of this movie, aside from just how it's how the production design and how the story is told and everything, but. So interestingly enough, one, so this was this was one of the movies along with Garden State that came out around the same time. Yep. And uh, I loved Garden State. Saw yeah. that multiple times in the theater. Both of those movies kind one. of uh, changed my perspective on films and like the kind of stories that I liked and what I want to see. And this these movies started getting me into like lower key indie filmmaking kind of stuff. I started paying attention to like the Sundance Film Festival and all this, yep. all these kinds of things. Um, and for the longest time, this movie, I actually I had uh, I, I viewed it in a very positive way, actually. Where to me the idea w- was that like there's these two people they've already been in a relationship they it went sour they tried to erase each other but yet they still found each other like they're they're destined to be together no matter how bad things get get for them like they're clearly supposed to be together and then I had my entire world shaken uh, by Kumail Nanjiani when he talked about this movie uh, on an episode of uh, Pete Holmes podcast uh, you made it weird and for him he saw it as uh, a totally depressing ending. He's like, you have these two people who aren't right for each other, and yep. yet they keep coming back to each yep. other, and they keep reliving the same tragedy over and over again. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. What, what I took from it is some people are really great at falling in love and not really great at staying in love. Yeah. Um, so and service, that's how I kind of viewed yeah. them as characters. The service should have been, I'll, we'll erase uh, her from your memory, and then we'll kill her. <laughs> so you can't but it is there's that's some, a different movie it, it's just weird and you that's, guys, that's like a dark sci-fi <laughs> action take and maybe you guys have dated somebody like this or you know people like this and they are they're they're, they're they've got this intense attraction to each other um and they they they, they you can see why they are attracted and they're uh, enamored with each other but they're not good at being in love with each other. Sure. That and was so, yeah. that was one of the reasons that this movie. I, I've come to love this movie even more. And again, to not over, you know, not to over kind of deduce the movie into other things, but it does ask those questions that, you know, relationships and things like that are a lot more complicated than just our attraction to each other, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And are? so, uh, not for you and me. Okay, um, I was gonna say we've talked. Our about attraction this. to each other keeps us Thank going. You, finally. Um, but somebody affirmation. But love is is different than attraction, yeah. right? And so it just kind of uh, I. There's also, separate from that, separate from the story even, great film for music. Again, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. one of those things with Garden State as well. I loved uh, the soundtrack. I loved this one. There's some really kind of fun f- effects as well in the film. Did like a lot of do, cool practical yeah, stuff. Yeah, and so, you know, it's fun for that way as well to watch. Yeah. So, you know, whatever happened to that uh, with that, that young upstart, Jim Carrey, was it? Well, he, he it's so funny because... <laughs> You know, he goes from this really, you know, bombastic 90s characters to, in this film, much of the film, he's literally almost just whispering. And you know? yeah, he's, I mean, he, yeah, he's a, a, he's a very melancholy, yeah. just kind of But such guy. a choice for him, right, yeah. at that time, because this is coming off of what, The Grinch? Uh, so this was, was 2000. 2000. Yeah, that was 2000. And then maybe what? Fun with Dick and Jane, that's I think. That's like 2006. Is that 2005? Yeah, yeah so that's, that's after, after this. this. How about 23? Number 23. Number 23. That right. was after this? Yeah. 
So what did he do in Honestly? In two, was it like... What else did he do? Hold on. I'll look uh, it up for uh, you. Lemony okay. Snicket was probably... So you got Bruce Almighty That's in 2003. Okay. okay. Uh, so right after Bruce Almighty, he did The Majestic this. in 2001. Yep. And then this in 2004. Then Lemony Snicket right okay. after this. Yeah. Fun with Dick and Jane after that. Number. So yeah, so he really was still doing... Yeah. Uh, yep. Now the Majestic was... He did uh, Man on a Moon. I like the Majestic he, a lot. No, he no, did Man I'm, on the Moon in 1999. So he had some... No. Oh yeah, a Truman Show was just before that. And I'm not saying he never has done the... The, the, the anti-bombastic role, but yeah. he wasn't known for it. For no, no, sure. of course. So that's good. Good for him. But yeah, I, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm glad you like this movie. So if I, you're like me and you skipped it cause you didn't, you know, want to see it at the time and you haven't come back to it. I definitely recommend it. It aged fine. It, there's nothing a, wrong with the film. You know, um, it still looks good. Mm-hmm. It, you know, um, the characters are still compelling. So yeah, this is, this is like my uh, all time, one of my all time favorites. Like it, it is a unflinching, very well deserving top, top yep. five for me. Love it. Love wonderful, it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Ben, buddy. Hi. Lover. Hey. What'd you so, watch? Yeah, so let's figure out what happened this week. Uh, yeah, what film didn't you watch that you were assigned? Yeah, you say that, but he didn't watch the movie. So, <laughs> oh my. You know, do you know, hold, like, no, he, sometimes no, I stay up late, late, late. Now, just, hold, I, on. I, I, now I, I, hold on. Trust me, I know. Now, hold on. He's, he's going he's to go through his process. You guys can judge me here all you want. I won't. When did you give me the movie? Days and days ago. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did you give me the movie? He's not wrong. It was days ago. It, it was, was two days ago. <laughs> so unfortunately, my employee at the arcade, Katie, had COVID. So I had to cover Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the arcade. And we had parties. So they were 12-hour days. It was a little hard. Oh, I chose to run a business. So I did not get to watch 500 <laughs> okay. Days this Summer. What about? What about? I, did, I did watch Ghost The movie World. you're supposed to watch Ghost, last week? Ghost World. Mm. <laughs> and again, I don't know why he had me watch it two times in a row. <laughs> But I'm actually currently wearing the shirt that Thora Birch's character wears in Ghost World. Mm-hmm. It's the raptor. The blue no, raptor that doesn't shirt. make up for what you did. I watched Ghost Ship. Uh, the bit is this, over. What is Seriously. the movie's title? I forget. Ghost Town. Yep, that's the one I watched. Okay. I did, did watch you really though? Tell the people like what it's about. I watched Ghost Town. It was with Ricky Gervais. Tell everyone what it's about. Everyone knows. Ricky Gervais plays an asshole, dentist, uh, anti-people person. Almost a hermit, doesn't want anything to do with anybody. Hard for Ricky Gervais to play. <laughs> yeah, just really, really, <laughs> really against stepped out of his comfort zone. <laughs> uh, Greg Kinnear plays a philandering uh, uh, gadabout. And he, wow, what a fun combination! <laughs> philandering gadabout. What, what are you, a 1920s newspaper reporter? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's like that always struck me. Uh, so he uh, basically, Greg Kinnear's character is cheating on his wife at the beginning of the movie and he gets hit by a bus. And he dies. And Ricky Gervais's character goes in for a colonoscopy and he dies. But the difference is uh, Ricky Gervais's character, uh, Dr. Pincus, uh, only dies for seven minutes on the operating table uh, or whatever on the uh, colonoscopy table. Mm-hmm. And he comes back out of it. Uh, and so he has the ability to see dead people, much like Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense. Not quite as dramatic. <laughs> no, because this is a comedy. <laughs> yeah. It's more like Ghosts, the TV show it, that's out it, it really is. So it's funny enough as a premise and uh greg kinnear basically uh wants to make sure it's honestly like the movie ghost where patrick swayze's character is trying to convince Whoopi goldberg and he's saying i will sing henry the eighth i am yeah unless you help me greg kinnear's doing that same thing where i will make your life a living hell unless it's funny yeah it's funny uh unless you help me here all greg kinnear's character wants all Greg Kinnear's character wants is for his uh, now ex-wife, Taya Leone, who is wonderful in this film, Mm -hmm. 
to not marry a, a douchebag doctor. Yeah. But the the spoiler alert, the twist is we don't really think that he's a douchebag doctor. He just he's a normal guy. He's not cheating on her. He's not doing anything bad. Greg Kinnear's just jealous and doesn't want her to be with like anybody else yeah. other than him because he's because Greg ki- Kinnear's really the douchebag. He's an asshole. He's yeah. a fucking asshole. Um. The supporting characters in this uh, uh, movie are all of the dead people that can now see uh, Ricky Gervais and J- Ricky Gervais's character can see them. That's where the real, f- honestly, the funniest moments in the movie are with these side characters, and there are so many of them that you you would know you would recognize. Yeah, uh, Robert Kelly is a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. He plays one of three construction workers that were killed in an accident. He barely has like two lines in the yeah. movie, but he's in it, and I'm like, that's Robert Kelly. I know who that is. Um, there's a naked gay man uh, played by a guy who I've seen in a thousand yeah, things. He's, he's been in a lot of commercials. Oh my god! And, like just bit parts. I, I, I saw him. Like, I've seen him in everything. Right? Alan Ruck is in it. Alan Ruck is am- it, well amazing. He's just he, Alan Ruck's amazing. So yeah. he's just fun in it. Um, but anyway, uh, long story short, I don't necessarily love Ricky Gervais. I, I, I'm not a big fan of his in the first place. I'm like, I, I get his shtick. Uh, he's not. He's trying to tear things down, but he's also I, a part of it. I, I don't, I don't I like his if, comedy these days. Back then, though, if I would have seen it without see that, that. and that's that's the thing is, I wondered how you were going to feel about this because I feel like if you would have seen this when it came out, you would have loved it because that now yeah. Ricky Gervais has this like kind of vibe about him where he feels kind of slimy, like he's kind of a bit of a sleazeball because he is. He's he's gone too much in the direction of being like irreverent for the sake of irreverency. Like ju- he so when, he plays up the idea of being an asshole so much that it's not really funny anymore. Yeah, so he, he wasn't really a well-known commodity in America at the time this these, film came yeah. out. Exactly. And so the Ricky Gervais, uh, he lost me really at the, everybody thought his, what is it, the Golden Globes thing? Yeah. Everybody thought that was so hilarious. It, But he's part of that club. Yeah. He is a rich, famous person, and mm-hmm. he's tearing people down horribly, which is fine, but also it just comes across as like it, it doesn't make any sense because you're part of that club. You, you're, you're literally making a million dollars to do this and you're See, still I, shitting for, on people. For me, it's the, so weird the, sh- to me. the shtick worked for me even though that was happening because the stuff he's saying was funny. After a while, the stuff he was saying just felt like mean for the sake of being right. mean and not, it wasn't really funny anymore. It's also that thing of like, um, he to I guess to your point here, Brad, he has that air of like, uh, an acerbic comedian tells an offensive joke right off the bat, and like, "Well, you're in for a bumpy ride tonight if yeah. that's a, if that was a good test of how you're going to deal with my comedy." And that's yeah. what it really feels like. And I fucking hate yeah. those comics. I can't stand them. I think in this movie, I think he he is really great because even though he is supposed to be this kind of like insufferable guy, he does have a certain charm about him. So and- the the problem I have is that he's such a good actor. He yeah. really is a good actor that even me, who was going into it, going like, "Fuck, Ricky Gervais." By the end of it, I was like, I teared up a little bit. Yeah. At the end, and uh, he he, as an actor, he did a great job. He grows, and I will say this again: Taylor Leone. Oh mm-hmm. my God, we I just we paused the Bailey and paused the movie a couple times just to remark on how perfect she is, and and all, she is so underrated. I never would have guessed that she would have been good in a movie like this until I saw She's her in this movie. Incredible. Yeah. Like hits all the notes perfectly with this kind of like slapdash haphazard i lost my keys type persona but at the same time a very serious person about mummification at a museum and you it's she's so believable i don't know just she won the movie for me uh the the very end of this movie the last line to me is one of the uh, is an all-time great line to me i i think it's it's a brilliant way. What to is the la- I, just because I don't remember the last line of the film. So like it seems like that they're they've had a falling out and like nothing's going to happen with them. And she shows up at the dentist's office and he comes in uh, and they have like a little bit of exchange. And she gets it seems like she's getting ready to leave. And then she comes back in and she's like um, and she's like uh, she's like, I was wondering if you could help me with something. She's like, it's uh, it, it hurts when I smile. And he just says, he's like, I can help you with that. 
and yeah. it, and it, but like it has layers to it, and because it's, it's such a good line. For those of you that don't know, he's a dentist in the film. We said that. We said that. Okay. So yeah, but there's it is there's there's a very very there's a lot of emotional weight behind yeah. that that sentence. Um, yeah, honestly, overall, I, I I if you're gonna write that script at that time and you're gonna cast it perfectly, it's Ricky Gervais. Yeah, this this, he, this came along around the same time that uh, Invention of Lying did another Ricky Gervais yep. movie that I love. Yeah, yep. he, he he had a couple of, of runners there that yeah. were really good, and I could see why people love him. Uh, watching it through the lens of who he is now really did tarnish the first yeah. half of the movie for me. But honestly, all that meant is it took longer for me to come around. Yeah. That's all. The fact that I think you did come around I did. speaks to how good the movie it is. Is this David Kep? Is that the guy that yeah. wrote it? Okay. He wrote Jurassic Park, of all things. And oh, the wow. new uh, Indiana Jones film. Mm-hmm. The newest one? Yeah, the one yeah. that's coming out. Yep. So <laughs> did, does, so you're talking about does Harrison Skull? Ford see like, dead dinosaurs? <laughs> Ouch. Well, that's a reach, buddy. Mm, sorry. <laughs> Uh, he also wrote Zathura, so you know. Oh, yeah. it's one of my favorites. He's got hit, better he, than Jumanji. Some hits and mitts. He's got highs and lows, <laughs> peaks and valleys. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Z- Z- it's Zathura, by the way. Ah, uh, yeah, he loves that movie so much. He wants to correct your pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually like Zathura. Uh, yeah, I love Space Jumanji. <laughs> yes, it's the better version of Jumanji. No, Space is awesome. So yes. Yeah, uh, thank you. I agree. Uh, it was interstellar. Hey, hey who directed uh, Zathura? Do you know? Uh, Robin Williams. John Favreau. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. There you Who's go. Actually, a very gifted director. Yeah. yeah. Pretty He's a good. good chef, too. Pretty good. Have you guys seen anything else good? Um, I haven't watched anything. I'm so sad. Because if you had seen something else, we'd have been mad at you. I know. I, I, I'm, so I did. I, so I, I started 500 Days of Summer uh, last night for the first. I, I've seen 10 minutes of it. I tried. Oh, okay. And then I started falling asleep, and I was like, I, I want to give this movie its due. Nate, you see anything else? Um, I'm I'm working through white the White Lotus the TV show, series. Ooh, still. Um, I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, it, it is great, and so I'm almost done there. Um, oh, actually, I'm sorry. I did. I I took uh, Oscar on Wednesday before Nate had given me this movie. Mm. I saw Black Adam. Oh, how oh, was it? Did you leave? It's fine. Yeah, I I, I <laughs> actually not, didn't think it was as bad as that. Terrible. I went in thinking it was going to be far worse, yeah. and I I was fine during the theater. Like Nate and I talked about this when we yeah. saw Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. And his voice kept getting higher in pitch as he was talking about it. All right, L- let me say this about uh, Black Adam. I had very low expectations. Yeah. Very like thinking that it was going to be the worst. That helped. Yep. It and helped so I went into it and it it met and exceeded my expectations. It doesn't make it a good film, but I I didn't hate it. Though. No, I didn't hate it. The, the best ro- part about that film was uh, Prince Brosnan or Pierce Brosnan. Pierce yeah. Brosnan. No, yeah. Pierce Brosnan is great. Prince. He is. Um, I will say that. The the Rock has enough charisma to carry that role. It's definitely poorly written, as far as the comedy is concerned, or any sort of like dialogue with in regards to plot. It's just and I, oh I, my god, will you pl- guys? Let me just say this is an open fucking letter to Hollywood. They're listening. Please, for the love of God, can I stop? Can I guess? Can I guess? Okay, yeah. Stop with the portal in the sky. Nope. Ah, dang it. Cam, what do you think I was going to say? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, there's a lo- long list of things that I would say. It's but. regarding the kid's character. Please, for the love of God, stop making them this know-it-all, smart-alecky, oh, yeah. oh, skateboarding. Okay, Luke Stark. No, no, no. The skateboarding <laughs> shit. He has this skateboard, and it's it's part of it's his it's his main attribute is that he's a little skateboarder. Yeah, and he's skateboarding in an area that would he would fall. 
all he it's rocky and there's there's sidewalks that don't make sense and he's just smoothly going through everything and it's good. like you, you would fall every two seconds if you were also, really I'm, it's I'm, so fucking terrible i'm also realizing it's joe starkey it's and, joe starkey yeah and give it up for joe yeah. starkey r.i.p joe yeah, starkey exactly uh, but yeah i am channeling joe starkey right now because <laughs> fuck that kid in his stupid what, like, if, it, what if it was what if it was a dog that was skateboarding <laughs> There's no rules. Is, a dog is that character? <laughs> is that character in the DC comics? Is it a character that does skateboard? Oh God, I hope not. Yeah, his name's Skateboardio. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's so, me, Skateboardio. Uh, he so, is, by the way, he voiced is voiced by Chris Pratt. The kid? But, yeah, the kid is a su- superhero that will come out later. Yeah, of course, because they they anointed him with a cape and shit. I mean, it's probably going to change, right? Because uh, my biggest problem with it, honestly, call him is snack at him. So. My problem is that not only he in the movie he functions as the I'm gonna teach uh, Black Adam how to have a catchphrase and like they're gonna have a fun back and forth relationship, but that's not what the character of Black Adam really is. Why? Yeah, why doesn't Black Adam just kill that kid? Exactly. Yeah. It, like, there's no reason. There's no reason he should ever take uh, uh, sides. You know, for the humans, like he shouldn't give a fuck, and yet he does here. It's honestly out of character for. Yeah, and you don't it's know if so there's stupid. like a if there's a, like a slight romance going yeah, on. Like I don't you don't care. know between Black Adam and the kid. No, <laughs> between the kid's mom, between the kid's mom. Like they they don't they like you said, the writing was terrible. Terrible. Um, it wasn't great there. I I just it was enough to keep me interested. And which again, I really went into this. My my sons wanted to see this. Uh, they're big, you know, comic book uh, movie. You were gonna say Marvel. Um, and saw it. Uh, I, and we liked Shazam quite a bit. Um, no, Shazam's great. We just, again, so I went in with the lowest expectations, thought, well, this wasn't his worst. It wasn't so bad. the high points of this movie are um, they they thoroughly... Uh, it, Dr. Fate. These yeah, days... Yeah, Dr. Fate's, Dr. Great. Fate's great. These yeah. days, even with some of the higher budget stuff, mm. the CGI can be questionable. Mm. I will say the CGI here was great. Mm. They really it invested well. well. They, yep. they did a great job on that. Okay. Um, the action scenes, by and large, were entertaining... And there was enough new, new-ish things that I'm like, oh, I've never seen that before, or I've never seen that take on that. You know, we've all seen a superhero grab a rocket before, mm-hmm. right? But the way that they do it, and kind of the the look that he gives the camera before it happens, all that was new enough where I was impressed by that. The detractions, obviously, I've already talked about it. I also, because I'm not a DC guy, I know nothing about the Justice Society, is mm-hmm. who they are. Anything so, yeah. And so yeah. it felt like this shoehorned in B yeah. superhero plot line, they really forced in these four characters where I'm like, why do we fucking care? Well, and, I, and I, but I actually like liked them. some I of liked, the characters. Yeah, absolutely. Me, That's what I'm saying. And it's, it's because Black Adam's not the superhero. Sure. So like you need someone to it, be, but, but they're like an it. anti-hero more so. But they're in it. It's like a Guardians movie. They're yeah. in it the entire time. And yeah. I was very... Yeah, like, but what? You, they they don't really they don't really tell you if he is an anti-hero. I mean, no, he they really, don't. <laughs> he really comes off as a hero. Yeah, yeah he does. And he's not a hero, right? This is not Venom. You know, he thinks he's a hero. Yeah. No, he doesn't think he is. He's it, that's why the movie sucks because he's literally he's not acting heroic, but he's not supposed to be a all. hero. So they're they're oh. telling you the whole time because he's going to be he's, the villain in the he's Shazam. Not movie. a hero, yeah. but he keeps doing heroic shit the whole movie. And yeah. You're like. I thought this was an anti-hero, but yeah. he keeps saving the day over and yeah. over. And not Does he a, do it by accident? Not in a Hancock way. Huh. Not not to spite people. Yeah. It's just, he just keeps doing and like it. Like you said, in Venom, at least you have the inner dialogue between yes, the two characters yes, of what is good and what is not. But, but watching know? The Rock fly away and, and fucking then try to say a catchphrase like a good guy, 
and then do something. It's just weird. Yeah, and I, I actually don't dislike The Rock in a lot no, of his I, films. I thought he was terrible in this, honestly. I didn't think he was real good because he didn't have a good script to work no. with. But he was a producer, dude. Or so tried. The problem the I have with The Rock specifically in this movie is because, like you, like you just said, he's very out of character for him. He doesn't like to be villain. So, like, they make it kind of fit that guys that is a hero the whole time. And then on top of that all... When he had his little fight sequence and he, he lost, he didn't actually lose because, but guess what? He ends up winning his fight later on in the in Well, the, the real winner scene. was the friendship we made along. Oh. Stop that shit. <laughs> so a better anti-hero is his character as Hobbs. So in, in that universe where yeah. family is everything. And this bad guy DEA agent or whatever comes in and like corrupt. Like, but he's not even an anti-hero in that movie. Though, he's either. an anti-hero to the Vin Diesel's family and characters. That just right? makes him an antagonist to exactly. our, our heroes. It doesn't make it doesn't make him an anti-hero in in the the actual meaning of the word. Again, though, I, we're splitting hairs here for what it means for his performance and what it does for the movie. Like Vin Diesel needed something to push back against. Yeah, like the four people in this movie of as course. the supers needed something to push back against. Yeah. The, the Hobbs character does it so well with so much charisma and the Black Adam character, it falls so flat. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But again, I'll agree with Cam. I thought the Pierce Brosnan, Dr. Fate character was one of my favorites. He's, he's the, great. awesome. It's um, great. Uh, you know, I, I thought even even the way that character unfolded was really well. I thought the dialogue for him was fine. Uh, but, you know, again... Also, I went Cyclone? in. I went expecting was that her name that too? Cyclone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was great. No, I and, and too. Noah Centineo. 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 Uh, he could be great too. He's got. He. I mean, he's like Mark Ruffalo Jr. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but uh, there, there is something there in some of those characters. But that it, the film wasn't supposed to be about them. But they were in the whole film. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, the best part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best part. <laughs> Doctor Fate was great, man. And so it was so weird because I saw. Pierce Brosnan show up and I go, Oof. they're really reaching for casting here because he has not, he's been the November man and he was in, uh, I think the foreigner with Jackie Chan. I'm sorry. Did you not see Mamma Mia? Okay. So <laughs> again, he, he hasn't, he's not, he's the, not world, the world's end. So he's not aging like a Michael Douglas in in Hollywood being he's still like still good. He looks great. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. He's aging way better than Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. He is a heartthrob I'm still. A, I, will, I, will I will give not. Chris Brown a firm kiss on the mouth. <laughs> I'll let his whiskers I, scratch my lips. I, you know, all of you know what I mean by this. His career is not aging as well as some of the other older actors are. Oh, so you love the Kaminsky method. Oh, my God. You know what? Move the fuck on from this movie. <laughs> Black Adam. That's Don't what go it, see it. Yeah. Move name, on from the movie. Name, other than Ant-Man, name three other Michael Douglas movies that you think are good. Michael Douglas movies? In the recent, in the recent years. In the same years that Pierce Brosnan has apparently fallen out of favor with you. By the way, Pierce Brosnan was just in a film I just rewatched uh, with my boys the other day. Uh, the Eurovision Song Contest film with Will Ferrell, and he was great in that. Another movie. great one. So, so name three and, other Michael Douglas movies from the past. He looked handsome in that film. Now, three other Michael Douglas movies from the past decade, other than Ant Man, that you think are oof, that that this is why he has a better career than Pierce Brosnan. Right Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> what I just say? You said other than Ant Man. You, you know what I mean. Oh, I'm sorry, but if we're being pedantic about go shit, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't have to. Go ahead. You, no, you just named four other Pierce Brosnan forms that you're two. like you're, that you're whatever about two. Fine. I said the okay, former okay, and the, the member. Okay, man. the name two. I can't. I don't even know what he's right. Been. Exactly. So he's chosen not to work on shitty movies. But you don't, can't think of anything good that Michael Douglas has done. Yeah, because he's had a stellar career, and I don't need to name it. And also, did you see him in Mamma Mia? He sings like a prince. 
What else is he been in? No, he doesn't sing very well. No. <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, Michael Douglas did really well in the Kaminsky Method, the show on Netflix. Did you see oh, that? I'm sorry. He was in Las Vegas. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> is, the Kaminsky Method is a show I'm not convinced that anybody actually watches, but people pretend they do. And, oh, I, I, and it gets, I watched and it, it, and it gets nominated I for it. Emmys. Because, I loved it because old people are like, oh, I like old people and stuff. <laughs> no, it was actually pretty good. I he was, uh, you know what? He was in Behind the Candelabra. <laughs> okay, he's very good in Behind the Candelabra. <laughs> okay. but, but what's that? 2013? <laughs> yeah, you said the last <laughs> ten years, of, Brad. Is it really 2013? Yeah, and you said in the last ten years. Which, okay. by the way, so that's one meets that criteria. You got one. Yeah, and then he was in, in Las Vegas, a, a, Avengers Endgame. So, oh, boy. Oh. and actually, he's not in Avengers Endgame. He is. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. That's right. The flashback. But, <laughs> but you know what? That's young Michael Douglas, so it doesn't count. Okay, so then Wall Street. <laughs> the wa- Wall Street. Yeah, because young Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, motherfucker. Uh, hey guys, what are we? What, what trailers are we talking about? Hold on. Well, first before we go, I watched Hustle recently. Finally, but I asked you before. We did this. If you'd watched any other movies other than the one you were assigned, you said no. No, no, I didn't say that. I said, I said you asked if the last movie I watched was the one I signed up for. I watched something else as the last movie. I also watched Hustle recently for the first time, and it is exactly the kind of sports movie that I love. Uh, Adam great? Sandler is great in it. Everyone's great in it. It's just, it's, it's so much fun. Um, I yeah, I just it reminded me of Blue Chips, um, yeah. and I love that movie. It's uh, there's so many basketball players in it that I don't know, uh, <laughs> but I assume that they were basketball players. <laughs> I mean, in the opening scene, that's that's Boban. I know who that is because from John Wick, right? Yeah, yeah. He, okay. Um, but uh, no, it, I agree. Awesome. It, it's Adam Sandler. He is such a confusing actor, yeah. right? Because he oh, does yeah. these stupid, stupid films with his buddies, which again I appreciate. Because if you guys ever get into famous films and you don't include me, I'm going to be pissed. But, but I hope other movies we would make would be better than. <laughs> so okay, you can make stupid ones too. Listen, we're, we're, we're not going to rehash this conversation. No, but here's had, the but thing: is what what he does in this film is just grade A acting. Mm-hmm. It's just really good, and uh, I hope people didn't skip it because the last couple films on Netflix of his weren't maybe always great. But yeah. this is really wonderful. I agree. It's fantastic, I, it is, and I, I also think. Uh, Ben Foster is a very underrated. Ben uh, Foster is incredible in everything. Yeah, he's just a great actor. He plays really? such a good douchebag in this because oh, he no. was in a film that you watched. I think you didn't love. No, I didn't like the film. I love him. Okay, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to love the act. I, 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 I the actors in Licorice Pizza were amazing, and I fucking hate that movie. Well, that's, that's the wrong, <laughs> the wrong take. But yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's a, a wrong take. Well, no, it's, if you're gonna have an, if you're just gonna have an acting, uh, uh, you know, back and forth between two people with absolutely zero plot with no stakes, sure, it's very good acting. But that movie's dog shit. You know, not all movies have to have you know a heist, Ben. Or no, they a, just a, have to have a, something. A car, to give a, a car chase. They've got to have something to give a shit about. That's all. I'm just saying. The film I love that I gave to you to watch that you didn't love, leave no trace. Yeah, uh, I he but, was fantastic, but he that. was incredible he in it. Yes, yeah, and the movie's really good, and Ben doesn't get it. I just can't believe he got killed by bees in it. Nah, oh, you watched The Wicker Man, didn't you? I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hustle's great. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Uh, seek Agreed. it out. I hope Agreed. that they make an awards push for him because, uh, you know, uh, but if he didn't get it for Uncut Gems, I'm not sure he's going to get it for Hustle, but it would be great if he did. Yeah. It would still be worthy. Like you said, I think Uncut yeah. Gems is a better film, but this is still worthy. I have a I have a regret that happened uh, because of this movie, too. I uh, had the opp- I, I was would have been given the opportunity uh, to interview Adam Sandler um, and the the basketball player who is the the co lead in this movie, um, because I was in California for Star Wars Celebration back in April before the movie came out, uh, but I couldn't do it timing because I needed I needed to be back. Uh, um, for, I forgot what I had to be back for, 
But it's a good thing that I didn't because I got COVID at Star Wars Celebration. And if I had stayed in L.A. to do the interview, I would have gotten COVID and then not have been able to interview Adam Sandler. And I would have been stuck in L.A. with COVID. You should wear masks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did. And so did a bunch of people. And it was terrible. It was a super spreader convention. <laughs> hey, guys. What trailers were we supposed to watch? Oh, I didn't watch them. I'm kidding. I did. Brad, I did. I totally did. I'm, the look, <laughs> the, uh, the look, look on his face. Oh, my game. God. <laughs> this, is, this is off the podcast drama here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every, every week. This is fucking, every, week, every week, there's something. Every week, we think that you're not going to fuck it up, and then you're like, oh, sorry, I forgot my shoes. I, <laughs> I forgot my shoes. He's not wearing shoes. An right. integral part of the podcast. <laughs> Guys, I fucked up. I forgot my shoes. <laughs> And then it'd be like a 30 or 45 minute like break for us. Shoes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to find his shoes. I can't do it without his, my shoes. To find his shoes. You guys act like I'm, I know, I'm in a, like a special needs class or something. Like, we got to find Ben's shoes. I'm not Everything special. would stop. You know, we'd have to like text your parents. Have you, you know, seen Ben's shoes? <laughs> God damn it. He won't even, go on. Do you know where his shoes are? He's hiding. Flipping out again. He's hiding from us because Seal's we can't like, find his shoes. Is he doing it again? I'm like, yes, Seal. Uh, he's doing it again. Are they the Velcro ones or the slip-ons? Oh, <laughs> Crocs. I yeah. hate all of you right now. All uh, of you. So uh, with the trailers we watched, uh, let's start with uh, Avatar The Way of Water, the the exciting blockbuster event of the season. <laughs> Everyone's getting getting amped up to go back to Pandora, jump in the water, and just get some <laughs> sweet are Navi they? action. Why is, does this nope. exist? No, I, there, are, there is a contingent of people out there who are very excited You're for Avatar. Right, I yep. uh Here's here's my perspective, and I think we talked about this before. Because I did we talk about the teaser trailer for this? <laughs> I, I feel like we we you did, did, but I could not find any. Yeah, so we you did. did. Yeah. So uh, so there's it, the, I will never bet against James Cameron. Uh, you know, especially if it comes to sequels, usually he knows how to up the ante and take us in an interesting direction. But the first Avatar was just so whatever for me. Like gorgeous special effects, looks beautiful, uh, but such a generic story, and I don't have any investment in any of the characters or anything like that. This it sounds he's making it you know he's talked about how like this well uh, we did a lot of world building with the first movie we kept it simple you know because of that that this they're really gonna like dig into the characters like that but at this point I just don't know if I care about the characters enough to be excited about that and again visuals look great I I've seen six or seven scenes from this movie because they played them for us at D twenty three the three D is stunning the cinematography is amazing the visual effects look better than they ever have before. The underwater stuff makes you feel like you are swimming, like with the Navi yeah. in this in this yeah. in this cool world. I just don't have any investment in the story of the characters. Where are you guys at? Are you guys? I do you have boners for Avatar? Yeah. What, what do you got, Kim? I didn't. So the first movie looked great, but I only saw it the one time. Yeah. When it came out, Me too. and I haven't seen it since. Me too. I have no desire to see it again. Um, I'm probably going to see it one time before seeing this because, of course, I'm going to see this in theaters. I do want to rewatch it before. I know, and that's the thing. Like, but it's it, it's so for it's such a forgettable movie, other than the visuals itself. Yeah, other everything than the, else. The blue cat people. Yeah. So, so for this specific uh, iteration of of James Cameron's career, mm-hmm. we obviously haven't seen him in a long time because this has been everything he's been doing. Yeah. You've got this movie that came out and was the worldwide phenomenon, but but when I say worldwide phenomenon, it did pretty good business in America. It did ridiculous business overseas. Bonkers. Yeah. So this is a guaranteed $1 billion movie. Put it in writing right now. This movie will make a billion easily, but it won't be from America. Yeah, It is 
crazy overseas business. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that being said, everyone's like, why did they give James Cameron four seven se- movies? Or because because people it's like seven, money. <laughs> because because studios love money and overseas people love uh, this this franchise. Yeah. So it'll make money. The, the whole shtick of like it was world building the first time. Bulls. I call yeah. utter bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Um, the fact that we're gonna need to go revisit it. All of us in this room are saying, "Well, I'm gonna see it again because, yeah. fuck, now that's more yeah. money for Avatar." And then because people that are cinephiles or at least movie fans in the first place are, they are. We are gonna do that. Even if you have a passing fancy at the new yeah. one, you're gonna want to go. I can't re- ignore this movie. Right, you can't. So especially means, in the theaters, that means you can't ignore the first one. So now there's a bunch of. Re- yeah. So this movie is just set up where he can't fail. In so, my opinion, and I hate it because point, I don't I don't care about this. To yeah. your point, Ben. So it is a film that grossed over three or close to not over, but close to three billion dollars worldwide. And like you said, only like eight hundred million of that was exactly. domestically. Exactly. Do you guys eight hundred million is huge? Oh no, no, no. But but that's only like fourth or fifth for right. America's domestic successes. The uh, Marvel movies have most of those, or some of those have surpassed the, that. Yeah. Um, do you see that having similar type of success at the second one? Yes. I, I I don't know. I, oh, you mean in America? I mean, in America? Well, uh, worldwide, I you think? Yes. No, yeah, I, I do think so. I I, yes. I do think it's going to be a big hit. I think it'll it'll be interesting to see if it is as good as the original Avatar, as far as box office is concerned. But I'm, I, it'll make a shit ton of money. If it's yeah. better, it doesn't have to be, but or does it need to be beat the first one? If it beats the first one, I think it's going to make just as much, if not more, money. But if it's if it, we hear about that, it's any worse. I don't think it's going to make nearly as much. I still think. Well, it, that's li- make, that's literally true. If it, if it makes <laughs> more. Money. You're right, but still. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's I I don't think it needs to because sequels anyway typically make less money. The Marvel movies are an anomaly where some of the sequels have made more money than their predecessor because you have people latching on to the idea of the cinematic universe and stuff like that. That's what I mean. Um, but I but I don't know <laughs> if if the audience is there to turn out to make this equally as successful as this as movie theater. will make one point seven billion dollars. That is my prediction, but not wow. three. No, nowhere near. I three. mean, that's if it makes if it's that low. It's, it's pretty good, but that's a disappointment, probably. It is, but I, I really feel like because it's been too long. Now the third one coming out after it actually might do two to two point five billion again. But I feel like maybe you need to have. But that I think in the I think you got to get the the story back into people's minds. You have well, to. Well, and they did that by re-releasing Avatar sure, a month ago, and sure. I, and I think that you it's. I mean, it, you got to figure now. It's been thirteen years since the original Avatar came out. You have people who have grown up and had kids in that time. Now they're showing their kids Avatar, and you have kids who are like. Oh wait a minute! There's a sequel coming out. Also, I, I literally saw some like people on Twitter talking about how kids, having just recently seen the first Avatar, they're like, "What? There's a sequel coming yeah. out!" And and Disney and the 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 product placement of uh, Animal World or Animal Kingdom, uh, they have a Pandora. whole Pandora yeah. world. Which w- when I went with Bailey, what in like six or six years ago, I think yeah. five years ago, it was fine. But it, we never saw it at night. We, yeah. know, we were only there during the day. Now they've had you know, Flight of the Passage is huge. And so all these kids for the last five years have been riding the Pandora ride. And I mean, they're churning out all this. So there, it will do good business. I just think that it's not going to do. Well, they also have the, uh, the Pandora bracelets. Those are a big thing, right? Mm. I, 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 I also think the film industry has evolved significantly, partially because of Marvel uh, since this first one. Right. So the first one you could go to and say, you know, I can forgive a lot of plot stuff or, you know, not narratively strong because it is such a wonder of a film. Sure. And obviously it's going to still be a, a a highly made film, but effects and things like this have certainly caught up, right? Yeah. And so 
I think a lot of people are going to even Marvel movies and they're expecting a good plot. They're expecting a good story. They're expecting good acting. James Cameron like, has been... So he needs to have that, I think, as well mm-hmm. in this because I think people aren't going to be as forgiving it's just true. because it's special effects strong. James Cameron has been obsessed with water for his whole career. <laughs> the Abyss is something he tried to do with aliens in the water back in the day and i i am i love that movie by the way oh yeah this is cool it's cool and that, that was one of the earliest instances of computer generated absolutely and honestly they, they did a good job with and what they had he's personally obsessed with water too he's like a submariner Dude, yeah yeah, like, yeah like they think like about they, it, the titanic the, and, yeah. well, I mean, well no well no but like in real life no i mean he like, went he did they, a deep, deep, well, no, deep but, beyond, no, but even beyond that, like they, like they've gone into the Mariana Trench. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He, yeah. He, all these, he all these personally funds these things. Yeah, yeah. he like he. Why do you think I said he's obsessed with water? Uh, I, let, I mean, let Brad this. and I talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're Jesus Christ, I'm the one that brought, <laughs> I brought this up, and he took it, my point from me, and Somebody then made find Ben shoots through <laughs> my own point. Bailey, why are you laughing so goddamn hard at this? <laughs> Everyone's gonna hear you in the background laughing at me. We're laughing with you. What the fuck happened <laughs> on my podcast? <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. I got two quiz questions for you for Avatar. All right. So the first one, which actor turned down a role after finding out he'd be playing a human in Avatar 2 or Avatar, whatever it is, They Way of Water, um, being more interested in playing a Navi? Which actor and this actor was so interested in this, and the director, James Cameron, was so interested in having him, he was really disappointed when he turned him down and said, listen, I still want to work with you. I will give you a role then in my other film, Alita Battle Angel, which is the actor. Christoph Waltz. Nope. Uh, Edward Norton. That was going to be my guess. You are correct. Edward Norton. Edward Norton really wanted to be an avatar, but he did not want to play a human. Cam, you fucking and liar. You I were, swear. You were just, That's the only other person just, I know. You were just so, like, you know what? I'll say with Brad. So James so Cameron said, listen, only other I'll give you a role in another movie. film that I'm doing yeah. uh, because I really want to work with you. Um, so Edward so, Norton wanted to be a Navi instead yeah, of a Yeah, he wanted human? to be a Navi. Uh, but they, he, Who do they Jake, want him to play? I don't know. Jake. Um, he becomes a Navi. Here's another question for you. Another little quiz for our listeners and our hosts here. James Cameron's first sequel. I don't remember you doing a movie uh, 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 no, song here. No, this isn't This is so an this official this quiz. Yeah, this is just, this is, I'm just, this is some facts for you. Yeah, These are just fun we're, facts. We're just allowed, facts. We're just allowed to do facts. games without just, a song? This is just fun it's facts. Yeah, it's really game. Fun facts. Avatar, hey, hey, the way hey. of water, Avatar, fun quiz facts. time. I didn't even get any points. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, James Cameron's <laughs> first sequel since what film? Terminator 2. This is his first sequel yep. since. Yep. When, oh, uh, when's the last essential sequel? Or essentially, when's the last sequel he's done? Yeah, it's Terminator Two. I have no idea. I would have went with them. Terminator Two. <laughs> yep. Nineteen ninety one is wow. the last sequel he's yeah. done. So um, he obviously isn't a sequel kind of guy. Except for he did Aliens. I know, but it's been <laughs> it's been a while. He did Piranha. It was his first movie with a sequel? Wasn't it? No, that he did the first one, didn't he? No, no, he no, did, he did the second one. Yeah, he did Piranha Two. Piranha Two. Yeah. Yeah. But we're talking thirty years since he's done a sequel, so that's quite a, quite, a, quite a bit of time. That's that's true, but it's also been thirteen years since he did was Avatar. Say, yeah. So. Yep. Uh, that's all I got for you. So yeah, Avatar: The Way of the Water. <laughs> it looks fine. <laughs> you know, it does look fine. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I again. I put on our po- our uh, Facebook page and Twitter if people. Nate, are have you about watched Avatar it. yet? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> uh, and you guys have done nothing to get me to want to see it either. Maybe we should we should have like an Avatar <laughs> viewing party. I can do that. Yeah, we can get like a nice jug of milk, have some cookies, 
Well, let's talk about the new trailer for John Wick Chapter 4. Yes, please. The fourth book in the John Wick book series. What? <laughs> <laughs> the fourth book in the John Wick book series. Yeah. Cool. Uh, man, John Wick is back. This guy. This he guy. Just, he doesn't go away, does he? No, and things just keep getting worse. And they've got films, <laughs> more films better? coming out. They've got, uh, like, you know, derivative films. Yeah, yeah spinoff coming out. They have a spinoff um, coming out called The Ballerina with yeah no um so do you guys think at the end of this journey eventually john wick's gonna die not obviously he's not dying in this film because there's another one coming out yeah, no, but, i mean like do you think eventually they're gonna catch up with him everyone is trying to get him right? even if he dies john wick will still have people to fight in heaven or hell yeah. whichever way he's going <laughs> and that movie is called constantine <laughs> and i will be there Ooh, for it yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah so i mean i, I don't know i i mean so we know that this movie's coming out they also have john wick chapter five is already on the way as well I don't know when this ends, and I don't know how it. I'm ends. okay with it. Yeah. I'll, I'm with okay it. with it not yeah, ending. Yeah, I right agree, now. and it yeah. looks great. No, every every the time formula they, is still there. They have it's a new fine. trailer for the third care. one, and I'm like, more of the same. Cool. And I see this more of the and same. They keep expanding cool. the world. Yeah. The, did you guys check the check out? Did you see the just? Did you catch the nunchucks? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, the yeah. nunchucks were in the first trailer. But, but no, in this trailer, just that that this that subtle little moment. It was just so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just so on board with everything they're doing. Yeah, uh, there's just I mean the, these movies look cool. The choreography, the fi- uh, the fighting, the web, the weaponry, uh, all of that is just it's just so good. It's it could, could so have... specifically John Wick now too. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. It is a world they've created. And kudos to the directors and the writers for this film because again, uh, Keanu Reeves is a fine actor. There's nothing wrong with Keanu Reeves as an actor, but he also can be like they've really played this up to his strengths yeah. right dude he's um, stoic purposefully yeah. stoic and stilted yeah. yep is who the character is and yeah. oh by the way that's who Keanu and it Reeves used is. to be something that people would make fun of exactly and they they actually brought it out as a strength for yep. him yeah and it is it really is it's not it's not like a you know they've talked about maybe you know essentially having a parallel a parallel film with uh, what was it called? Nobody or uh, oh, uh, nobody is so like, good. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, yeah, Bob Odenkirk, yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, you know, maybe tangentially coming, related as coming like together. a cousin. <laughs> I mean, uh, if if I if that would be I, great. If I got to see Keanu Reeves fighting either against or alongside Bob Odenkirk as as Wouldn't nobody, that, be, that would be uh, amazing. Yeah, and then Santa great. Claus shows up from Violent uh, Night. <laughs> don't give me an erection. You people, can't get yeah, rid of. I'm just about to say, people, you don't see this chubby that's right here. I mean, seriously. I won't be able to get rid of this erection. These, these type of movies, though, the, the, like if John Wick has done anything other than being this incredible incredible franchise it has spawned some of the coolest ideas and people in studios are now green lighting shit that yeah. never would have happened before nobody would not exist without john wick yeah uh violent night would not exist without john wick mm-hmm. or if it would it wouldn't be david harbour and it wouldn't be a list it yeah. would it would be like a more of a b movie they're giving the green light to these amazing projects much like hard r comedies have gone away mm-hmm. hard r action films are now coming back yeah. right so now i want to see the next hard R comedy, Judd Apatow style, come back and be a hit, so we get more of that. Yeah, because that's gone away, and that's something I want back as well. Please. Uh, they also talked about maybe bringing in Atomic Blonde as a, a potential, uh, you know, secondary I, character. I, that was I guess fine. I've got to watch that one again because Brad said it's really good, and I, I like Atomic Blonde. I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I thought it was fine too. But it was too heavy on Shut the Shut up, Cameron. Yeah, I thought it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's your guest. Be he's, nice. He's my cousin. I thought that. Uh, <laughs> It yeah, was, that's true. I thought that was too heavy on See, the espionage. See, he knows his place. <laughs> too heavy on the espionage. Like, too much of a backstory. Oh, you don't want any story in your action movies? 
Not really. Not really. <laughs> Peacock, though, it, Peacock is also making a TV series. Yeah, the, um, the Continental. Starring Mel Gibson. He's in it, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, Mel Gibson. Is, he's not starring. You know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's in it. Wait, in the John Wick universe, they're making a, a TV show called The Continental on about on the hotel, NBC. right? About, no, well, not NBC, Peacock. Yeah, it's, but it's going to be PG-13? Like, it can't be R if it's on Peacock. That's not true. No, it could be P- R. P- yeah, yeah Peacock, no, they can, Peacock, Peacock can do whatever they, they want. want to. They're streaming service. It's not, it's not a network television channel. It feels like just no, I think everything they, on NBC then goes I, on Peacock. I personally don't think it's going to be that great. It's uh, It was previously set up at Stars and Stars whatever you know like i don't care about any of the shows that stars yeah make, they so. said it's no longer a fit for them yeah. i don't know what that means so, yeah, so it's worse so, so stars no thanks so it's like did hallmark like, you know. pass jesus christ <laughs> spike spike tv presents come on hey. bro stay for a while hey, don't hate on movies or shows going to secondary networks because you guys told me that you love the Weird Al film, and that is on Roku. That's the exception that proves the rule. It didn't hop to Roku from HBO Max, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, Ro- and Roku spent their entire bank for going to get that. <laughs> Come to the Continental. Stay for more than the breakfast. <sighs> we, we we broke a silence in the podcast for that. Whoa, we <laughs> break a silence? Yeah, it's, it's a joke, good joke. Was it? I'm going to go find my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Avatar Way of the Water comes out in December. Oh, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> and, and John Wick Chapter 4 comes out in March? Sure. Yeah, it releases March 24th. There March on down to the theater and watch John Wick. There you go. It's on Bailey's birthday. All right. Uh, well, we'll uh, we'll end by doing a quick round of uh, Last Last Man Stanton. Uh, since Cameron's my guest, I, uh, I guess I'll do the song, and I won't complain about it because I'm... Because you're that's not you. That not is me. not you. That's not my Those style. are the choices you choose to make. Yeah, as a I don't sit being. here and whine about the stuff that you know I have to do because of tradition and love. Tradition, tradition, and love. No, that's not the song. You've got to no, take no. an actual you know, song. We're, we're just we're just having fun. <laughs> you should try it. Yeah, we've got a camaraderie. Hey, Brad, sing a song. Yeah, I'm gonna sing a song. Are you ready? Are you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sing a, a song mm-hmm. for you. Oh, my little pretty friends, pretty friends, when you're going to play some games with Brad, hey, I want to ask you questions, ask you questions, ask you about some movies, my name is Brad. You fucking idiot. I'm not really asking you questions, so we're just playing games. Let's see. Let's. Cameron, pick pick a, an actor. We need an actor and actress with a large, large body, body of, of work. Of work. Uh, somebody who's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, Maybe pick somebody you think you'll be good at, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Some, or or just you, choose somebody, one of your anybody, favorite, and I your, won't be good at it. So. One of your favorite actors or actresses. <laughs> oh, man. Why don't you do favorite? Michael Douglas? Because we talked about Michael Douglas. No, we're not earlier. doing Michael Douglas. I mean, my favorite actor right now is, uh, is Adam Driver. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. All right. All right. Do Adam Driver. Yeah. Only films or shows do? Films, films only. Films only. Hey, Jesus. All right. So, because well, I don't Cam, uh, all you got to do is name any. What the TV shows have helped you? Any <laughs> girls. That's all I got. Any movie that uh, Adam Driver has been in. All right. We got to have full title. We got to get an exact. That's, that's title. where, that's, I mean, uh, in many ways, Cam, I'm screwed up on this. You'll game, go first. But... Nate, you'll go second. I'll go third. Brad will go fourth. Mm-hmm. Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yes. Jesus Christ (laughs) (laughs) Well I'm actually Literally thinking of the next Star Wars film And I don't even know what it's called 
So then pick something else. This is like the this is the second. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> I hate this game. I hate it so much. You it scares me too. But, but we're gonna because, edit it so it sounds like you're really smart. Yeah. I, no, I know, but I'm not gonna think. Give me, hey, give me one. Uh, Wait, can, did you can, just ask me to give yeah. you one? <laughs> Like you know, you talked right I, into the I'm microphone, right? I'm You're literally like, hey, thinking of films. Like I can see the films in my face, and I are in my head. In my basement, and I cannot think of the film name. Nate just said, "I can see the films in Nate, my basement." Nate, say a title where Adam Driver's in it. I, I, I'm thinking of the one where no, 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 All that's gonna do is help Cam. Yeah, we don't, we don't help. I'm trying to help Cam. I have four loaded ups. Oh, good for you. Nice. I've got one. He's almost got a full clip. What? It's true to less than a clip. I'm not sure if that's a clip, actually. <laughs> Clip's got like 12 volts in it. Doesn't it? So thir- there's 12 in a clip, and one in the chamber is 13 in a normal handgun. Oh, cool action buddy over here. <laughs> what's the one he did? It's a lie. I don't no, even know. <laughs> that's I'm just in my Beretta handgun. No, no, I've, I've got a Beretta. Couple... I have a handgun. Stop, stop, stop. Don't do that. One handgun. Nate. Jesus Christ. I don't know. Go on. Skip. All right. <laughs> he said skip. Tr- try. Try to just say a Star Wars. Uh, wait, what did you say, by the way? I said, <laughs> I said Star Wars Force Awakens. I'll go with uh, Star Wars. Um... <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, I love this. Oh, shut up, shut up. Star Wars, the one after that. <laughs> Star Wars. Um... Not first. You sweet baby angel. I love you so Not much. Not the first. Man. I can't think guys do this to me. I hate this game so I much. I love you so much. Star Wars, not it. the you first. I, second. I know, but like... Nope. I bet you oh. if it was Bible verses, you'd be... Oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm <laughs> gold. Which Bible verse was... Adam Driver. Adam <laughs> Driver. Who's in... Who's oh, in funny fact. Book of funny Job. Fact, his dad was a pastor in Mishawaka, Indiana. Um, true. Stepdad, actually, but he considers him his dad. Um, so there's a lot about Adam, Adam Driver. Driver's family. Just can't name anyone. I'm telling you, I got lots of facts about Adam Driver. I could tell you, I can't think of a movie right okay, now. Okay, I'll go with. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Yeah, and I'll oh, go with cool. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. That's what a marriage story. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, the dead don't die. That's mm-hmm. the one I was thinking of. The, the Last Duel. I wasn't thinking of that. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that movie. Yes, you're right. I know, thanks. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would be What If. Good one. Oh, that's a good one. Logan Lucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of my favorites. I love that one. While We're Young. This is Where I Leave You. Ooh, I've got a couple more that I've seen. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we <laughs> can all look them computer. up, Nate. No, I know, but I'm just thinking, why didn't I think of that one? I didn't. I've seen like 20 of these. I'm blanking now, so I'm gonna give myself like ten more seconds. No, get, take 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 a couple minutes. No, you're fine. fine. No, I'll pass. I, yep. I'm I'm gonna tell you these uh, when you get your time. No, after. I'm gonna tell you these, and you're gonna go. No, no, the after freak? after the report. That's a good one. Lincoln, great one. Never saw that. Are you kidding me? I've never. You seen never Lincoln. saw Lincoln? Nope. Lincoln was fantastic. I've seen a lot of Spielberg. It's long, but it's good. I haven't. Oh seen no, I know, Rins and, and I you know I don't like long yeah. films. <laughs> yeah, loved that film though. I haven't seen Rin Tin Tin. I haven't seen uh, Lincoln. I haven't seen uh, Rin Tin Tin. The Adventures of Rin Tin Tin is is it's fine. It's, I, I Lincoln about is Rins. definitely worth seeing over Rin Tin Tin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta see the post. Uh, House of Gucci. That's the one I was thinking of when I saw. It. Yeah, that was the one I was saving. <laughs> I was saving. <laughs> Can't save movies when you're dealing with the Panther. 
What yeah, are, Brad, you just Brad, your nickname the Panther? Honestly, no, should have used that people call first. Me the Panther. No one calls you the Panther. I've been called the Panther at least three times on this podcast. That is a bold-faced lie. Okay, prove it. I don't have. I was here, but you don't remember. I remember everything. You don't remember Adam Driver movies. That wasn't part of the podcast. It's, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Cameron Rooney? There's one I'm thinking of, but I. By the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. Talk about what it's about, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can, can give it to steal him. It from you. Well, no, because if he if he gets, I mean, I, there's no stealing. I've won at this point if he doesn't have one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Are you ready to tap out? On that yeah, one? I'm tapping. It's fine. I'm tapping. You beat me. <laughs> tap, tap, uh, tap, tap. What are you thinking of? Yeah. What are you thinking of? Uh, the zombie one. He said. Oh, he already. Oh, said oh did no he say it? Yeah. Okay. Give, give me a couple more, Brad. What do you got? No, that's it. Okay, I'm gonna give you guys. Oh shit! That's what I was saying. I should have used House of Gucci first, and then let me let me give you some that you didn't remember that you probably have seen uh did any of you guys see annette that came out uh um, uh, no I, I haven't seen it yet no. okay the, is the, the woman's name annette? i haven't seen it but is it a net that's no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a net the bait, like it's the name annette okay. like annette betting gotcha. um black klansman ah, oh I, that was gosh. the one that i saw Shit. i'm like wow, it's like literally i love this film yeah that was um great. the Meyerowitz's stories but the yeah. title that ben can never remember oh, wait, hold on. the 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 Meyerowitz's stories uh new and collected no, it's just the Myra Witz's story. No, no, it, no, ha- it, it has, a, it has, has a, a full title. It has a parenthetical. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay, hold New, on. I think it's... I, I always the say Myra Witz's stories... New and collected. New what? and selected. <laughs> Shit! Shit! He never is gets that with it. Ben Stiller? He never, yes, ever gets it. Yes, I saw one with Ben Stiller. Fuck! Right? Another one that I've Sele- seen... Selected. That I absolutely love because I read the book and loved it. Silence. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, there's a film he did in 2016, Patterson. Yeah. I didn't oh, see that okay. one. I, I haven't seen it. I heard it's great. Uh, 2016 again, Midnight Special. I saw oh, that. Wow. wow. I've seen that one too. I Midnight actually forgot Special. it. I always think Michael Shannon and only Michael Shannon. Yeah. About that. Did anybody great, say, film, I think maybe somebody did, This Is Where I Leave You? Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. that one. Uh, it's one of my favorite films. While We're Young. Movie. Yeah, I said that. that one. Okay. Hungry Hearts. I don't know what that is. I'm pretty sure that's before like he was directed. The F word. So that used to be called what the title of What If was. Gotcha. Tracks. Don't know what that is. Inside Llewellyn Davis. Oh, ah. yeah. I forgot he was in that. He plays Llewellyn Davis. Yeah. Bluebird. Oh, he doesn't. Bluebird. Uh, I remember Bluebird. Francis Ha. Oh, he is in Francis Ha. Great fucking oh, movie. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Not yeah. waving, but drowning. Mm. J. Edgar. Something. Who is he in J. Edgar? Walter Lyle. Davis? Hmm. Walter Lyle. Uh, and then Gaby. What? The gay Gaby. baby. Isn't he a, the, Gaby the gay baby? Gaby, What's the movies win with Oscar a, Isaac? Amazing inside Lewin Davis. Oh, okay, that would be that amazing yeah. if that was like Adam Sandler and going overboard, uh, going overboard, and like he started his career. <laughs> Gaby the gay baby. <laughs> and it's like from 1999. If Adam Sandler came up with a movie called Gaby the Gay Baby, would you watch? It? I would see it. <laughs> It'd be better than Pixels. Look at the look at the people he's been directed by: Clint Eastwood, Everybody. Noah Baumbach, Steven oh, th- Spielberg, this Joel actually, Cohen. That actually actor. that went around on Fair on good. film Twitter one time, and some people J. J. got bent out of shape about it for whatever reason i don't know why but yeah like the the caliber of filmmakers he's worked with is crazy and, and, especially because he's not been allowed no, around yeah. long. i just went through like between what we named and what i just named there that's all the films he's done and all of them are good i mean yeah. other than a couple i haven't like heard of but yeah uh, usually an actor has like 10 of them before they even got famous right yeah no this dude is just in and for our other podcast a fantastic SNL host too. Yes. <laughs> well, we are way long on this one, so we gotta cut it short now. 
Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Give us five stars on the old Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, load them up, audio, and... Uh, Ear funk. Yeah, sounds. And Cameron's basement. Sounds for your face. Cam, thank you so much for being here, thank buddy. Thank you for having me, guys. We really appreciate, appreciate it. Best, buddy. Nate, Brad, you guys were here as well. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?